This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. This is Simon. I'm slightly disappointed because we are both ill. I'm laid up with a with a broken leg. Steve has um, unfortunately he's got shingles, but he's 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 brought himself down from his bed, which is disappointing. Because I'm going to tell you about a gadget that I found incredibly useful. If you're stuck in bed a lot of the time, oh, I mean, you just have to deal with that. It's just a litter picker, but it's incredibly useful. So instead of having to ask people to do things for you, for about 75% of the things that are vaguely within reach of the bed, you can sort of get them. Plugging things in, finding the cables that are full on the floor when you've unplugged You can plug things in with a litter picker? Well, you can lift the thing that you, you know, the cable from the floor oh, that you can't reach. I've got to marvel at your dexterity. <laughs> anyway, it's proving incredibly useful. I'm only disappointed I didn't notice it came in lots of colours, so I've got one in orange. I could have chosen lots of colours, but that would have, <laughs> I'd have probably delayed purchasing it for days Yes. while they mould it over. Anyway, I'm sorry, we're both we're both feeling poorly. So if it's under par today, you'll know why. Where do we begin? Well, it's been a very interesting week. It's been a week in which Apple has overtaken Samsung in selling the most smartphones for the first time. Apple sold 234.6 million iPhones, hmm. as opposed to Samsung selling a mere 226.6 million Android phones. Amazing. I, I thought I'd read that the, the, the take-up of smartphones was slowing down. Clearly, well, clearly not. They keep getting better. Mind, you know, if they put up adverts saying they don't catch fire as often, it probably will help sell <laughs> a few. <laughs> it's also been a week in which Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink has installed its first chip in a human oh my good really it's, it's about the size of a 10p and it replaces a piece of their skull right and sticking out of the bottom of it are 64 flexible wires that are pushed into the cerebral cortex by an automated surgical robot so not the kind of thing to be undertaken lightly do I thought they were having trouble getting permission to do this, but presumably somebody's given them permission. Someone's given them permission, and the idea is initially it'll be for people to operate prosthetic limbs and mm. you know even wheelchairs from thought alone. But of course, the idea is that it'll be your fast tech interface. You just think what you want to do, and it will do it for you. Yes. Not only that, but Elon Musk will know what you're thinking, which is <laughs> which not is... something I'd really want. No. It, it may not be very uh, flattering about Elon Musk, I suppose. Well, <laughs> yes. I wonder if there's a self-destruct button built into them. <laughs> you would have thought just buying X would teach him what people think. Yes. But clearly not. Indeed. Okay. And there's but... been some extraordinary developments also in the last week. Uh, one being the Google Lumiere, which is their video creation art- artificial intelligence module that they're developing, mm. which makes videos based on text prompts. So I've I've seen their promo video, which includes a tech prompt, for example, astronaut on Mars, mm. and there's 
film of an astronaut walking around on Mars, a dog driving a car wearing funny sunglasses, and there is a dog driving a car wearing funny sunglasses. It can also animate photographs and artworks. It can make video in the style of another image, and it can do in-painting to remove uh, people or objects that you don't want mm. from videos. And a particularly extraordinary demo that they showed of a woman walking down uh, down the lane and the ability to change the texture of the dress that she was wearing. Absolutely astonishing. Does, does this astound you or scare you? A bit of both. Right. A bit of both. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing what can be done. Uh, obviously, in a year when there are going to be major elections taking part taking place yes. on both sides of the Atlantic, yes. then we've really got to doubt almost everything political that we see. Well, given the nature of our politicians, is that not a default <laughs> position anyway? <laughs> well, indeed. You just never, never believe anything that has been officially denied. Yes, absolutely. Let's have one of these. And moving on, we can do um, just about anything with our smartphones. But of course, a lot of things using smartphones um, require a lot of taps in order to achieve them. Mm. Well, the, the big tech news at the moment is the Rabbit R1. And the Rabbit R1 is a really cute piece of orange plastic about the size of a beer mat, but uh, about a centimetre thick. And all that's on it is a scroll wheel a black and white screen and a camera that swivels up and down. And it has an AI assistant built into it and uses what it calls a large action model, which is obviously based on the large language model. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that it can do things that you ask it to do. So let's have a listen to one of the sample prompts that you can give it. That was delicious. Check the fridge <laughs> and order the ingredients to make that again tomorrow. So that was delicious. Check the fridge and order the ingredients. Well, obviously, you have to have a smart fridge in order for that to work. Mm. So you need lots more connected stuff. But the idea is that the rabbit will connect to just about everything you have. Have a listen to this next one, which I think is particularly interesting. Order me an Uber and find me a good podcast to pass the time. Oh, and tell everybody that I might be late. So, yeah, interesting. So... It uses in very natural language, including the O and, the way people actually talk. Yes. And order me an Uber, find me a podcast, pass the time, O and tell everybody I might be late. So what that implies is when you say order me an Uber, it's looked in your calendar and it knows where you want to go. Mm. Find me a podcast, pass the time, so it knows how long the journey is going to take. And warn everybody I might be late, not warn everybody in my address book, but everyone who's always also scheduled to be at that meeting. Extraordinary. It is absolutely extraordinary. Um, at the moment, uh, they don't have any units for sale, but they say it will be selling in March for $199, which is actually quite cheap. It means you've got to carry another device around, but um, it does look... Wait, you can put a pint of beer on it when you're not using it. 
and you could put a bind fear on it when you're not using it, as long as you don't mind voiding the warranty. Yes, yes. I used Uber Eats the um, the other day for the first time. I could have done with AI. Um, the address turned out to be completely fictitious. Told the driver it wasn't anywhere near us, and they charged us anyway. Trying to get money back from Uber is not as easy as paying them. Ah. I've discovered. Um, ah. Still, yes. They they use AI to try and avoid actually answering any questions that you actually yes, in. yes. <laughs> I still haven't tried. At some stage, you're going to have to tell me how to start trying AI. I have not tried any AI thing that I'm aware of so far. Not deliberately, anyway. I'm sure it's you, been foisted upon me. I, I'm sure it would have been foisted upon you yeah. without your knowledge. Yes, I'm sure. But, but, but I haven't done any experimentation on my own to see if I could actually find it useful. Yes. I will at some stage, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I have... Uh... We we talked about um, an app, the best dictionary app that mm-hmm. uh, that I have on my on my phone, um, which I'm just going to have a look and remind myself what it's called. It's called Lingue, L-I-N-G-U-E-E, mm-hmm. and it is just so clear that it's a, a translation dictionary, mm-hmm. and it's free. And it gives you exactly what you want with examples. And the people who make it have also launched a free app called DeepL, which does AI oh, translation. I use DeepL all the time. Well, there you go. That's AI-powered translation. Oh, well, I've been using it for three or four years, so presumably oh. it wasn't to begin with. But it's very good. Uh, no, but it's very, very good. Yes. All right. I shall try out Lingue. DeepL I can recommend. I think it's extremely, extremely it's excellent. good. Um Yes, very good when you're trying to insurance claims about ski breaks that happened in France. Yes, and, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, let's move on to uh, vacuuming the house, which is a dull task. Hmm. It is boring. How do you know when you've vacuumed <laughs> a room properly? Well, you could always put on your Oculus Quest headset and use a, an app which is just being developed uh, which tracks your vacuum cleaner and it shows you where you've vacuumed. I keep on wanting to say hoovered, but of course I'm not allowed to say hoovered because no. it might not mm. be a, a hoover. Show where you've mm. dysoned or where you've henried. Doesn't work. This doesn't henried. Yes, henried in my case, yes. <clears throat> anyway, it's, a, it's an experiment by a chap called Daniel Beecham <clears throat> who is an engineer at Shopify and it's something mm. that he's done in the spare time. And it's a little bit daft, but it just shows how AI or AR, augmented reality, could yes. help you to interact in the real world and um, uh, as, as a first step towards just doing things completely. I found after I do Hoover, I tend to ignore the fact that you're supposed to dust as well. Are you? Once I get above the carpet level, I go into the Quentin Crisp mode, just believing that after a while you don't get any more dust. Yes, you can look at one of those feather dusters that just moves the dust around a bit. Yes, yes. Well, and don't come with any instructions as to how you clean them. Oddly enough, we had the discussion just the other day. How do you clean a feather yeah. duster? And the answer is you don't. You shake it out the window, don't you? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. These these, these Victorian-type devices just don't come with proper instructions anymore. They don't. No. no. Anyway, let us take a brief break. We'll be back with more gadgets and gizmos, perhaps a little bit more modern than the Victorians, in just a moment.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose in conversation with Steve Kaplan as we go through the latest in the world of tech with gadgets and gizmos. Now, you like music? I do. Well, some. Some are. You might not like this, but let's have a little listen and see what you think. Okay. I'm going to press this button. Yeah. Am I in the lift from hell? <laughs> uh, you may well be. Uh, and God, as can the I music fades away, yes, please oh, right. do stop it. Right. That is the Suzuki Omnicord, right. which uh, Suzuki described as both unique and innovative. Right. I suppose makes makes sense. It was first invented in 1981, and it is a strummable keyboard. When I say keyboard, it doesn't really have keys as such. So on the right-hand side is a a thing that you strum up and down. You can also Mm. tap to play individual notes, but it's quite hard to hit the individual notes Mm. because there's a lot of them in a very small space, rather like a harp. Mm. On the left-hand side are chord buttons, which are arranged um, like an accordion. I don't know if you know how they're arranged in an accordion, but rather than going... I've seen them, but I never know exactly how they're arranged. Well, say in the middle you have C, mm. then to the right of it you have um, C, the, the key signature being uh, no sharps or flats. To the right you have G and then D and then A and then E, so going up. I think a sharp at a time, flat. yeah. To the left you have F and then B flat and then E flat and the A flat, so going down mm. in the number of uh, number of flats. The next row has minor chords, the next row has sevenths. So you can play just about any chord you want by tapping these buttons. And there are also 10 different voices you can use, all of which sound pretty horrible, and 10 different bass and drum patterns, which we've just heard, which also sound pretty ghastly. Um, And it will be shipping in June. It's called the Omnicord OM-108, and it will cost around £600. Well, if it was first invented in 1981, what have they been doing in the interim? Well, they forgot about it. Maybe no one bought it in 1981. Maybe they brought it back and made the sounds better, but I don't know how bad it could have been in 1981. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they just think the world is a lot more gullible. Well, talking of gullible, mm-hmm. um, I know that sometimes on when we look at our crowdfunding uh, elements, then we have things that are genuinely useful, and sometimes we have things like this. Let's have a little crowdfunding funfair just to... Here we go. To, And I inadvertently said funfair rather than fanfare, but this probably is more than funfair. (laughs) So post-it notes, very useful things. Um, 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 Not very good glue invented by accident at uh, Mm. 3M. And if you don't want to buy post-it notes, you can always get the Memo X, which allows you to make your own post-it notes. So it has a mini slicer 
And you take a piece of A4 paper and you put it in and you press it and it slices and you slide it a bit more and it presses and you slices. You slide it a bit more again and it presses and it slices. You slide it a bit more and you press. Yes. Then you take all the slices and you turn them around and you put them in and you press again. Then you take those out and you slide it in a bit more and you press it. And then you get 12 post-it notes out of a single sheet of A4. And then you take the slicer out of its cradle and on the bottom is a stamp that puts sticky glue on the back of each of your homemade post-it notes. Right. £63 they want for this. <laughs> I mean, how, many, and, how many post-it notes would you have to buy to make this worthwhile? Well, but 186 people have said, yeah, that's a good idea. Have my £63 and send me one post-haste or... Post-it no taste. Post-it no taste. But honestly, I mean... That does seem extraordinary. I, and, and they're all white. As well. I mean, I've never really got on with white post-it notes. Oh, no, no, no. There's, there's a thing about this. You could put oh. any paper in. You could put wallpaper in if you wanted. Oh, I'm beginning to see a vague glimmer of interest now. Oh, really? Wallpaper, oh, post- paper, wallpaper post-it notes. That would be quite cool. Yeah. Unless you've got wipe clean wallpaper. Oh, then you could reuse your post-it notes. <laughs> yeah, you could save absolutely. even more. Yeah. Well, let's be, yes. Okay, I realise that doesn't seem terrible. 186 people want it. I know. Extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Don't quite, well, don't quite understand it. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to VR gloves. So mm-hmm. when you're using any kind of VR or, or AR headset... You can pick things up, and, it, and when you see it through the headset, it looks like you're actually picking it up, but you, mm. you can't feel the object. Yes. So there are plenty of VR gloves available, but it means you're wearing full of hot, sweaty gloves while you're operating something. Well, phantom VR gloves are rather clever because they, they are gloves that don't cover your thumbs or fingers. It straps onto the very light, straps onto the back of your wrist, and there are rings that go over the bases of all your fingers. And what happens when it, it senses you trying to pick something up in VR is it stimulates nerves at that point that makes it feel as if your fingers are touching something. Mm-hmm. So you get the tactile feedback while still keeping your fingers free. I think that's rather clever. Incredibly clever. They've just demoed it. They say it'll be available in 2026. Okay, well that's fantastic. They're not rushing to market, but they've you know they've got they've got a prototype. Well, they're good. Are you still use because you you have a VR device? What's yours? Oculus Oculus Quest. Yes. You still use it quite a lot, or is it worn the excitement? Um, Quite rarely, actually. Very occasionally, I'll pick it up and and play with it. But um, uh, what I I mean, I used to use it for 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 playing games, but now I use my Steam Deck instead, which is really actually rather more enjoyable not as immersive i don't think i've ever heard the phrase steam deck before so you oh, have to explain that to me sometimes time. on this show have I, I have shown it to you i've talked about it i've recommended oh, so it i'm gonna to have to read up about it because it's gone over my head and when it's, <laughs> it's gone over my head clearly yeah. for some reason i'm sorry i've been writing it down now write down steam deck exactly. i've written it down okay. okay so where do you like to take us now well it is 40 years since the first Apple Macintosh came out way back in 1984. Ooh. And it was launched. Uh, I mean, the uh, the nerve of Steve Jobs at the time. It was launched with a single advertisement in the middle of the 1984 Super Bowl, which is the most expensive mm. television slot you can buy. He got Ridley Scott to direct a, a lengthy one-minute-long pastiche of Big Brother. Mm. 
cast of thousands ending up with a woman throwing a hammer into the screen, smashing it, and then a, a headline coming up saying, you know, Macintosh, so 1984 won't be like 1984. Right. Yeah, the, uh, the, the book, of course. And I remember in 1984 seeing my first Apple Macintosh uh, in a department store, Gerald's department store in Norwich, and being absolutely astonished by it. Being the first computer, you know, with with the WIMP interface, as it was called, Windows uh, <laughs> Indicator Mouse Pointer. Because most of us were probably using things like Commodore sixty fours and Amstrads at the time, weren't we? Uh, yes, which were which were all just sort of text entry, yeah, you know, yeah. green on black or orange on black. I think was Amstrad's mm. uh, favourite, and being able to move things around, pick things up, change them, and it was it was this is extraordinary, and. Now, years later, it's still extraordinary, and it was it was expensive. It was the equivalent of uh, over five and a half thousand pounds in today's money mm. for a computer that was actually very underpowered. It only came with a single floppy disk yes. slot, so you had your system on there. And if you wanted to load uh, a program, as they used to be called, as the apps used to be called, they had to spit out the floppy disk, put a new one in, load it, and then spit that one out, and then put the system floppy disk back in. And was it cumbersome? No, it was magical. It was. When did you did you get your first one in eighty four, or did you wait a few years? I got my first one in nineteen eighty seven. Oh, the same year as I did. Mm. But luckily, you got your, yours before me, which is why we became friends. I think because I would ring you up and say, "I don't understand how this works." Yes, you've been doing it ever since. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's also forty years of you phoning me up and saying, "How does this work?" Yes, Apple would have been a lot more successful if they just put in all the manuals because in those days they actually did have manuals and said, "If you've got any problems, ring Steve Kaplan." They they probably should have done that. <laughs> yes. I'm rather glad they didn't. Yeah, no, I'm glad. We will have one of these and we will move on. <laughs> Do you have a video doorbell on your house? I don't. I'm oh. contemplating getting one because whenever anything untoward happens in the street, most of the other people seem to have video recordings of it. They do. Or when someone pinches your Amazon parcel from your... Well, that's what I mean, doorstep. yes. Yes, yes. yes. Apparently 18% of UK households have uh, smart doorbells, which seems mm. like an awful lot to me. I'm, I'm quite surprised. Mainly for things like package theft, mm. but also for people behaving in an untoward manner. And Amazon are about to launch a social network called Neighbours, which the idea is that it will share footage from Ring doorbells mm. so that you can see what people are doing up and down your street. You can also see what kind of packages your neighbours are ordering. It's it's net curtain twitching, isn't it? But taken to a rather ridiculous... Well, except it's quite useful. You're, you're spying less on your neighbours than I suppose the, the people who've come along and done something they shouldn't. That's, that seems to be what the use is in our street at any rate. Cars yeah. being stolen, packages being stolen. Did anybody see anything untoward? Yes. Well, the uh, errant policeman Wayne Cousins, of course, was caught due to uh, a, a ring... Doorbell. So it rings uh, Amazon's name for their it doorbell. Is, it is oh. the name of their doorbell. So presumably, yes. if you've got an Alexa, which you finally bullied me into doing by giving me one, um, it would sort of work with that, does it? Oh, I'm sure it would, yes. Yes. So you haven't got one either yet? No, I haven't. Um, mm. well, this is most unlike you. It is, isn't it? 
Yes, yes, I could. Oh, maybe I could get one first. I'd be ahead of you for the one <laughs> no, no, and don't, only time. Don't, don't do that. You're going to be phoning me up and saying, I don't know how it works. I'd have to buy one. That's yes, what I can tell you. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I'll try and resist that. Okay. So Amazon now linking all everybody's doorbells together. Doorbells yeah. will take over the world. And finally, let's go on to uh, rockets. Mm-hmm. So rockets have to have big containers to carry fuel. Hmm. Uh, and those are then jettisoned, or sometimes they're, they're not jettisoned. This has to lug the container around with it until mm. until it's uh, empty. Well, the Ouroboros three. Does the name Ouroboros resonate with you? Does it mean anything? It's not some giant worm of. of it is a antiquity. an ancient Greek symbol of a snake that's eating its tail. Ah, right. It's a snake in right. a circle. Yeah. The Ouroboros rocket is a rocket that eats itself. Ooh. So the fuselage is made of a, a polyethylene plastic tube, and that then gets mixed with liquid oxygen and propane as it's fed into the combustion chamber. So it not only provides extra fuel for the rocket, but also makes the rocket louder, uh, lighter. That's extraordinary. It is, isn't it? This is a, a development from the, the University of Glasgow, and they're having a little difficulty preventing it from just melting when it, when the rocket gets too hot. But as a, as a concept, I think it's absolutely ingenious. Oh, I, I should look forward to seeing how far they get with that. I suppose oh. Glasgow's not necessarily a hotbed of rocket development, but perhaps well, I'm just being maybe, maybe too picky. It is. But, I mean, it can't be that difficult. I mean, it's not rocket science. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, ho. and that's it from the musical version of Gadgets and Gizmos. We'll be back with more at the same time next week. So from Steve Cap and myself... Thank you for listening, and do join us again. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.